All right, folks, welcome back to Lays Mountain Wire football podcast. Uh, I guess we'll call it the playoff podcast, Raj, because that's what we're talking about, the rankings. It's not really a playoff podcast. It's more of the uh, Cotton Bowl podcast, right? The Cotton Bowl mid-major podcast. <laughs> there, that's what we'll do here. Uh, if you missed anything we do or if you're like, hey, what's this podcast talking about the rankings? Well, mwwire.com. You can find all the stuff we're chatting about within the conference, um, previews, recaps, news, this type of shenanigans. Basketball, if you somehow find us for basketball, I'm like, hey, what's this playoff thing? Well, we do it all, <laughs> and this is our third rendition this year where we're talking about the rankings as they're released Tuesday night earlier this evening, or I guess, yeah, this evening. Our biggest thing we have, right, now let's go to the rankings real quick. Who we care about? Memphis, 18. Cincy, 19. Boise, 20. Then about a one, two, three team gap, App State, SMU. Sounds about right, right? 24-25, those last two teams round out the top 25. Yep, and it should be noted that Navy was 23 and fell out, and SMU <sighs> called back into the rankings over the bye week. My chaos did not come true. <laughs> all I wanted, all I wanted was, why can't I have fun things? I want Na- wanted Navy <laughs> to keep winning, Memphis to lose to Cincy, which is a possibility, and then have the playoff ranking just be postponed for a week while 35 million people watch Army-Navy on CBS. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there is a chaos, like a supreme chaos version where that could happen. Like if uh, Boise State I'm not loses my one game it. and then wins the Mountain West <laughs> and then Navy wins the American and App State loses the game, then your theory can be put back into play. But that will take quite some doing to happen. It's not 2007, Raj. Sorry. <laughs> it's not going to happen that year. So what? what's your biggest thing about, about these rankings? Anything that stands out from – what we saw the teams where they kind of shuffled a little bit? Um, not really. Um, I figured that Cincinnati would drop them. Um, they had a tough game. Um, South Florida, they're one, South Florida is like one of those teams where they're probably better than what their record says. So that was a tough game on the road. And um, if they had some type of competent kicker, they would have knocked Cincinnati off. So it makes sense that they dropped one. But um, And then Boise State closed the gap. But um, I figured that Memphis and Cincinnati would be above Boise State. And um, – yeah, they're gonna they're gonna have a chance to win out and get to the Cotton Bowl, and Boise State needs one of them to lose, which is Has to a happen. pretty good shot. Well, hundred yeah. percent chance one's gonna lose. They play each other. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And there's there's a more than fifty percent chance that more than one like both of them lose. So um, and we'll get to the individual teams in here in a second. But um, any surprises from you, like mm-hmm. um, with App State staying still or SMU or anything else that you saw? No, well, one my biggest thing, we get Texas losing to knocked out, Navy obviously knocked out, Kansas State, all those teams lost, which created, like, my biggest fear, which you kind of dismissed, which I guess you're correct now that it's not happening, was that <laughs> if there was a big gap between Memphis, Cincy, and Boise State, like a three or four team gap, right. and say, whatever, the lower, Cincy wins, lower team, then Memphis comes back and wins, and there's enough gap where oh, it's a good enough win, where they'll jump at a Boise. Now that they're bunched together, that's, pro- that's I don't see that happening. I've never seen ever, but I don't think that's the case because Boise moved up. Here's an interesting thing, too. You mentioned how South Florida, eh, it's not, they since he dropped down because they played a bad team. Well, sort of Boise State. However, right. <laughs> they won, <laughs> what what was it, 42 to 9? Was that the final versus New Mexico? Yes, yeah, some, something like that. Something ridiculous. And so while the committee, doesn't they always said I listened to the Oregon guy at the end that was it the Oregon AD is like, well, we don't talk about margin victor, but we do talk about game flow. Well, if your game flow is scoring eight touchdowns, you're probably winning by a lot of points. And so they do kind of take right. in MOV on that. But 
seeing Boise move up and Cincy move down, that does is consistent with the committee across the board where strength of schedule and who you play and how you play matter. Because Oklahoma only moved up one after beating a ranked Baylor team. They had a chaotic comeback. Some people thought, oh, well, they passed Utah. Well, they passed Oregon because they beat a ranked team where Utah and Oregon played teams that were not ranked. And so it's like they moved up one, speaking of Oklahoma. Baylor, which blew the game, only moved down one spot. So they are taking into consideration if you play a good team and you lose, you're not going to just drop just because. And then with Cincinnati right. squeaking out a team against a bad opponent, they drop. And so there is a chance, because Boise has Utah State, which is the best opponent, when you look at Memphis, South Florida, Cincy, maybe Temple's probably a little better than Utah State. It's probably a wash. So right. see, let's just say hypothetical real quick because the gap thing. Let's say Memphis only wins because we know their defense isn't very good. And so say they win same same margin of victory as Cincinnati. Say it's 30-27. to 27. Would boy would Memphis drop and Cincy switch spots? Would Boise jump Memphis and like go Cincy Boise Memphis? I could see that being a real possibility with both Cincy and Boise State having to, if they both win better victories compared to Memphis and Memphis is in a struggle. So that's what I could see. I don't know if that result will happen with Memphis, but I could see that playing out. But ultimately, it, it, it kind of becomes moot because, yeah. like, let's say Boise State beats Utah State by 50, okay, just for the sake of this discussion. <laughs> and then Boise State jumps ahead of both Memphis and Cincinnati. So let's say Boise That's State the only way it doesn't matter. It matters if they jump both. But, but see, it doesn't really matter because the winner of Memphis and Cincinnati will once again jump over Boise State. Not at, uh, me, but what if San Diego State gets 23, 24 because they're ranked in one of no, the No, I'm goals? talking about, I'm talking about um, the last week of the season. Oh, okay. No, it could happen. I guess, no, you're right because the thing is, it's, they're going to play, assuming that's a title game, which seems likely for the American, they're going to have a better win than Boise State. Even if San Diego State, assuming they beat Hawaii, even though they're underdog on the road, and Ryan Agnew did practice, so that's a, something me and Matt will chat about for our preview because he was held out. Even if San Diego State wins and say they do get to just say they're at 25 because that's reasonable. They're not going to go too high because you got App State, SMU, USC, whatever. Say they're at 25. That's still a pretty good win. And even if Boise, let's just say next week it's Boise jumps ahead just because whatever reason they crush and they don't, whatever. It's what you said. It's Boise, Sensi, Memphis in some order in that fashion with Boise ahead. Will Boise stay up? Well, I don't know. It's too soon to tell. But A, an American basically has a firewall over Boise State. Because with Memphis right. and Cincy playing each other, what we already know what Boise needs. They just want one of those teams to have a loss before that game, which doesn't doesn't seem too likely with really quick Memphis fourteen point favorite over South Florida. Cincy ten and a half point favorite over Temple, they're at home, so Yeah, I mean I still think it's likely that um when I say likely, I think it's an over 50% chance that either Memphis, Cincinnati, or SMU, the three teams with only one loss, um, finished with two losses. Well, does the SMU need help, they, though? Does the SMU need help still? Well, they SMU need Memphis to needs, lose. They need Memphis to lose. And oh, then yeah. SMU, if they beat Navy, they would just need Memphis to lose against Cincinnati in the last game of the year. And then SMU would go to the AAC championship game. Because Memphis, uh, hold on, real quick. I just want to double check. Navy, oh, they haven't played SMU. That's why I'm like, wait, where's the loss? So, okay, right. I got you. Okay, so yeah, that's yeah. Because actually, think about it. SMU has a pretty good chance as well. They actually may have a better chance at Memphis being in, in the title game. Because yeah, I think SMU is really interesting because SMU is 25th. Mm-hmm. But if they just win, if they beat Navy, 
and then just I don't know who Houston um, and you have Houston and then oh no sorry that's the wrong team sorry I got Navy up here oh they they'll have Tulane which is another pretty decent yeah, team yeah not bad and then and then they'll face either Cincinnati with one loss yeah, be Temple that. Cincinnati or Temple It'll with two losses Cincy, or yeah. Cincinnati Temple or UCF with three losses in the championship game come on it's it's Cincinnati we're not kidding ourselves either they lose they're in the title game. <laughs> But okay, now that we're talking about ridiculous stuff, I, that, I hey, hey, no, wait, 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 wait. That one is not ridiculous. SMU. <laughs> no, I'm saying, um, I just, I just want to put like, um, so I was crunching the numbers, and these are the teams. <laughs> what, what's your TI eighty four? We're only going to talk about Memphis, Cincinnati, Boise State, App State, and SMU today. But I, I just still discount App State. App State says nothing. Sorry. <laughs> I, I just want to throw out that I looked at the standings <laughs> and um. Air Force, UCF, Louisiana, Louisiana Tech, Navy, San Diego State, and stop Temple. Stop it! Stop it! Theoretically, <laughs> theoretically, have a path to the Convo. I theoretically have a chance for so, the lottery and Powerball, but it's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hey, let's so let's go team by team now. So let's start with App State, even though they're twenty fourth and SMU is twenty fifth. I think let's start with App State first. All right. What, okay, so you App, go first. I'll look up a few uh, things while I do that. I'll get my info ready. All right, gotcha. Um, so App State is playing Texas State, who is terrible. Texas State is three and seven, and um, App, uh, ESPN FPI is giving App State a ninety-seven percent chance to win. So they are likely going to win that game. Then they have Troy on the road, which will be which will be a little bit tougher contest. Um, tr- um, ESPN FPI is giving Troy a twenty-six percent chance, and Troy is five and five. So App State more than likely will win out. Um, I think App State with one loss will be ahead of Boise State with two losses, but I don't think they have the ability to jump Boise State, and they obviously don't have the ability to jump uh, an AAC team. And the one thing Jeremy was talking about with the gap last week, I do think that a two-loss AAC champ, whether it be Memphis, Cincinnati, or SMU, might be ahead of App State. So it's not really a worry or concern of ours. It's a concern for App State, but... um, yeah, also, like Jeremy real quick, said, they, they, I think they deserve to be in the conversation, but they, they, they're they a long shot. I should know. They also have a championship game down the Sun Belt, so there's one more chance for a decent opponent for them. Still probably not on par with San Diego State or whoever the American plays, but like I think if right. if App State's going to get there real quick, I, I think they're a non, non-factor, but they're ranked, so I guess we got to consider them. It'd have to be... I, it'd have to be SMU winning with two losses, I would say, but even then... They would have the better ranking, the better schedule. So it's it would I think it'd take a three loss team. So it's like they're ranked, they're a good team, but it's just the way they go SOS. It's like and who you beat and kind of I guess air quote game flow, which is code for margin victory in my opinion. Essentially, <laughs> they're there, so you got to talk about them. But I don't see them being there because as soon as SMU beats Navy, they're jumping App State. Yeah, but do you think if Navy beats uh, beats SMU, they'll jump App State? Yeah. They'll probably put them one spot below. Just it'll probably be just replaced SMU and Navy, like okay. twenty four, twenty five. But again, Navy needs uh, really quick not to dive too deep. They just need Memphis to lose again. So, but so App State's they're at the very very bottom because this will kind of be like my article. I'm going to do like here's rankings. Yeah, I would still put like thinking about now. Like let's we got SMU at twenty five. Am I am I outlandish or tell me if I'm way wrong on this? Should S should SMU be Basically, the number two team because we have we talked about the gap, and there is a gap between SMU and Boise, huge gap in favor of Boise State. Well, so let's just say because like I said, it's it's likely we're not talking 
your crazy two or three loss champion going to the Cotton Bowl or whatever three loss champion. But SMU, like you mentioned, they have Navy, which is quite not an easy opponent coming up. They have the offense to beat Navy. This it's this weekend. It's one thirty Mountain Time, CBS Sports Network. So that's the time. It's out in Annapolis, so it's a little bit of drive or flight for the ponies out of uh, Dallas. So let's say they beat they beat them. That's not out of the realm of possibility. They move up or whatever, or they're they're just still sitting there with one loss. Cincinnati loses to Memphis, right? Or no, right. So, sorry, other Memphis loses to Cincinnati, which puts SMU in the title game. Would that's an correct. SMU one loss champ go out of Boise State with that big gap? Because that's where it's kind of the reverse impact impact I was saying before. So I would have you to know what? Put, that's a, because there's that's a good question. And one, honestly, two, three, four. Was it? Hold on, real quick. One, two, three, yeah. four spots in between could and so it could be five because that Memphis NC law. You know what I mean? Like it, it's going to be a couple team gap there because who knows what USC or Iowa State would do? Who knows if some other ranked team gets back in there? But I'm wondering if let's just say here's a decent example. Let's say. SMU's 23, and it's going into the championship game. They're playing Cincinnati, who already won against Memphis. So Cincinnati, let's say they're 15, and Boise is 17, just because there's going to be a little bit there. Would they have Boise at 17, SMU 23? Would SMU 23 move up enough spots ahead of of Boise State against a 15th Cincinnati team? From what we've seen, we saw Minnesota move up a ton of spots, but that's beating a top-five team. Yeah, yeah. Whew, that's a tough um, I one. think that's a good question, and honestly, I um, I, I was telling you a little bit before. I, I I don't I don't know. I mean, it's it's a very good question because I think then then that's I think then strength of schedule might come into play. Like, is Cincinnati standing in the championship game with only one loss? The, the Cincinnati won their last three games. SMU looked pretty convincing against their winning Navy. But ultimately, the thing with here's the thing with SMU. They have two things going against them. Their two defense, big problems defense. going against them. <laughs> First of all, they don't control their own destiny, as you said. They True. need Memphis to lose one, and then if um, and then the other more immediate pressing problem for them is they're the only underdog of the five teams that are ranked. They're they're an underdog this week and um, going to Annapolis. And uh, right now the spread is Navy minus three point five, which you could say is kind of negligible since Navy's the home team. But um, ESPN FPI has um. Navy winning the game at 55%. So, um, toss up essentially. Yeah, my thinking with SMU is that that's a really good question. And I know it's kind of our job to have these type of hypotheticals, but, um, I think it's worth talking about if they, I mean, if they beat Navy, then we could talk about this next week because then we'll have a better picture. We'll see if Boise State beat Utah State and Memphis and Cincinnati both won. And we'll see if, uh, how far SMU moves after the Navy. Law Navy wins, so um, I think it's a better question for next week because we'll see where they move in the rankings, and or they might just lose to Navy and yeah, who cares? You know, You're a done. lot of <laughs> eliminating. Yeah, because it's really hard to tell because there is a noticeable gap between Boise State and SMU at the moment. But SMU does, if they do win, that means they beat Navy and whoever the AAC, um, whoever whoever they face in the championship game. And Tulane is not a bad team either. Tulane's mm-hmm. a much better team than. Colorado State, who Boise State will face next week, um, so I, it's very possible, but um, it's it's hard because we don't know where they're going to be next week if they do beat Navy, and I don't think they're going to beat Navy. So um, even though they're coming off a bye week and Navy's coming off a humiliation versus Notre Dame, I think Navy will will, will find a way to win this game because SMU, quite frankly, hasn't 
they have they they are nine and one and they are ranked, so you have to respect that. But they really haven't looked that good in their wins, and they got they got beat pretty handily by Memphis. So um, I don't know if they beat Navy, then that's my stance on SMU. I see you, I recognize you, but beat Navy, and then we'll really talk about you guys in the picture. I'll be more de- definitive and not wishy washy. Boise State is in if it's SMU American champion, if they get there. I'll call it right oh, now. Oh really? Because. Like I said, like if you're the Minnesota Penn State gap, Minnesota moved up nine spots. I want to say when they, after they beat Penn State, that was what thirteen or whatever they were, fifteen and four, or something like that. They moved up to just behind Utah at whatever nine or something, wherever they are at. They're not going to move up if you. Who cares if you beat like not who cares, but if you're twenty three and you beat number fifteen Cincinnati. They're not, and you're, and you're, they're not going to move you up ahead of another rank. Like they're not going to move you up to eight spots. You might move up four. They might put you nineteen, Cincy twenty, and Boise's going to be se- say at seventeen and be fine. I don't. There, I'll never say never because that's stupid to say. But I'm pretty confident if that's the outcome, Boise State's fine. Yeah, I mean, I have to agree with you. I, I, that's the way I would lean. I'm just saying there are there are situations. Mm-hmm. Let's say Boise State just. Barely ekes out of the next the next two games. It goes into the conference championship, ranked 18th. And let's say Cincinnati just drubs Memphis and moves all the way up to 15th. And SMU has won the next two games. So we have Cincinnati at 15, Boise State at 18, and SMU at 21. And if SMU wins pretty convincingly and Boise State only wins by a touchdown, mm-hmm. you know, it's possible. But I'd say it's much more likely that Boise State would hold off SMU in that situation. I'll say this. I think if there's a three-position gap, Boise's fine. Well, I'd say I'd be I'd be comfortable with four, two probably not, three would be a toss up. So right now they're one, two, three, four, or four spots back. So if it if the gap is right now, I guess what twenty to twenty five. If the gap's twenty to twenty four, it I'd be comfortable. If it's three or three three or closer, that's where it's. Ooh, I have no idea. All right, so what's it? Let's go to the next team. Let's do uh, Memphis. They're going to be South Florida, right? That's no question, right? I don't know if it's, there's no question because man, South Florida looked pretty good last week. They just don't have a kicker. Well, get a funny kicker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and Memphis, I mean, they they were in a dogfight for the first half on the road, so they were on the road at Houston, and now they will go once again on the road to South Florida. So, I mean, let's see. ESPN FPI has uh, has Memphis winning at seventy eight percent, and um, they have a two touchdown lead and. ESPN number fires is telling you to take Memphis As minus fourteen. I think the problem <laughs> so, is South, conv- South Florida is no offense. That's a problem. They scored seventeen, seven, twenty, and three. Like they haven't cracked thirty points in an FBS game all year. Like the, they scored fifty-five or South or yeah, South Carolina State. The most points they scored was their win over BYU, where they scored twenty-seven points. They're not going to keep pace with Memphis. Yeah, I think that's 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 um that's the big problem because Memphis does have the ability to put up a lot of points. They have a pretty dynamic passing attack, and I, who's 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 the Memphis player that's doing everything, running and catching the ball? Is that Gainwell, the guy that's just going crazy doing everything for them? I don't, I don't know who it is, but every single time I watch Memphis, they have some guy that's setting all kind of records for running and catching. Um, yeah, yeah, they got a guy. It who, is Gainwell. He has eleven hundred rushing yards and. He has 460 receiving, so he's about 1,600 total yards just about. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, and 15 TDs. That's like <laughs> the best the best Boise can hope for 
which again, it may not matter, is a Cincy outcome where it's a close one and they're going to drop you. And that's where maybe Boise jumps Memphis or Cincy Memphis change spots, where it doesn't really matter. But like I said, it's like all we, I think all Boise wants, we'll go through each game, the other teams, but it's same thing. Just I think the best outcome now thinking about it is having an SMU champion. Well, I mean, let's just, I mean, I still think that there's a pretty above 50% chance that the AAC is going to have a two-loss champion. Yeah, it depends. Like, you have Temple and Cincy, and Temple has been, they're, they're not, yeah, it's a 10 point, I think that line's way too big, 10.5, with the over-under at only 46.5 points. So they're saying like a, what, a 28-18 win or something? Like, eh, I don't know. I think there's going to be more points than that, but like Temple, they beat Tulane, they beat USF only by a little bit, they are thrashed by UCF, which is weird. They beat Memphis, too. Like, they've been playing reasonably well. I don't care about Maryland. They beat them. Who cares? They beat Georgia Tech. They're garbage. Who cares? But the Memphis one's pretty good. They just haven't been able to score a ton, which I don't think you need to score, which is why the over-under is low. I don't think you need to score 35-plus to beat Cincy. They could win that game 20-17 to or 20-10. to Like, that's the best chance for a victory to best to help Boise State the most. Like, the SMU, Navy... Fine, whatever. I think you want SMU to win that game, but the game that's most likely to be the outcome in your favor is at Temple Cincy. And if you're gonna, if you were to put money in that game, I would take Temple to cover in a heartbeat. Like ten and a half is way too much. Let me ask you a question. Here's a question for Boise State fans: What do you think the chances of South Florida or Temple winning? So just one of them winning this week? Would you say that's close to fifty percent that one of them pulls off an upset? Yeah, but I'd give like forty-seven percent of that to Temple. <laughs> okay. Right. Well, I mean, I, I, I would, I'd go thirty, thirty percent for Temple and twenty percent for South Florida. Maybe, maybe a little bit more than, maybe a little bit more for Temple. But one thing that, um, you know, um, Jay Tust on uh, Twitter pointed out is Temple is not a very good team on the road. That's a problem. They're on the road this game. <laughs> there, that is a problem. Cincinnati is traveling back from Florida, but um. They, they've been a different team. So if you look at the amount of points that they've scored on the road, they've scored, well, okay, Buffalo, they put up 38. But other than that, they put only 27 against a terrible East East Carolina. They put up 21 versus SMU in a loss. They only put up, and they only put up 17 against USF. So they just have not put up that. Their offense has not traveled very well. They beat Georgia Tech, but that was at home. And they're terrible. And they beat Maryland. I, how did Temple get two Power 5 games at home? But however they did that, they good for um, you. Congrats. They won both those games. <laughs> What's up? Congrats, man. Come on, you get that. Yeah. Take it in. It's <laughs> Temple, like, if they're gonna win the game, since he, like they do need to score more points, and obviously that's a duh, score more points to win. Here's the thing too, Cincinnati hasn't lost since Ohio State, so we're saying, Oh, maybe it's a, a victory for them. Like they've gone out and they score points. Fifty versus Marshall, who Boise put up only fourteen against them. They put up thirty eight versus Houston, decent defense. Four well. UC, ECU, whatever. The big thing, they crush UConn, it's like, who cares? The two big games to look at is they're both, here's a problem. It's at home for Cincy, which is good for them. Their, their th- pr- three prior road games have been pretty close. Houston, 15 points. That's kind of close, not really. But a, f- a three point victory versus ECU and three point victory versus USF. So they are not the model of consistency besides just finding ways to win. And being back at home, you right. give them the edge. But for looking at any game, like hey, hey, let's tune in. Like they struggled. They're they're weren't they down three zero to UConn right away as well? wasn't Wasn't there kind of a struggle? Was 
Oh no, that was a fourteen. Oh, never mind. I disregard that. Well, they completely. lost forty-three. So yeah, but I, did, I, did you got scored the first field goal, and then did they put a no? Not even that. No, it was only fourteen. I I remember it was, it was low scoring for a minute. But my point being, the games that are actually teams that can actually be competitive, they're not right. blowing out teams like UCF's pretty good. Like their best win, what the I gonna not to discount. I know they beat UCLA, but opener UCLA was garbage and complete trash. So it's a different team now than the now. Their best win is probably that um, UCF victory, I think. Or no, maybe even Marshall beating them 52-14. I'd go with the best win at Marshall. That's not bad. It's not great. They may win Conference USA. But right. they're still a team like probably going to win. But I don't know. That's all. We're looking, folks, we're looking for games where the best chance. Like that's the best chance uh, to help Boise State. But even then, it's like they're already basically locked into the title game. So – it all since he, like if we're looking at, if we flip it look at Cincinnati perspective, all they care about is winning the conference. That's all that matters. They could lose this week and be fine, and they could lose this week if they lose. Two, well, I guess if they lose two in a row, let me double check that because they have one. No, no, they're in a few conference. They, play. They they'll, to, um, they'll be some type of. They have a tiebreaker, I, I, right? Know, don't they? I think they're, that they will. Um, if they lose two in a row, they'll uh, they'll have the tiebreaker against UCF. So if Temple, oh no no no, beats Temple them, would have it if Temple wins out. Oh boy. Amendment. I don't think so because um, amendment Temple because, um, from the conference. <laughs> What's up? No, Temple has it. Here's why. No, no, no. It, no, because if UCF wins out, then you have a three-way tie. Hold on a second. Hold on. We're doing this on the fly here. If it's three-way tie, Temple beats Cincy in a tiebreaker because they beat them head-to-head, and Temple beat uh, UCF. UCF beat- Hold on. So I think in this situation, I think that Cincinnati would advance because their um, conference loss is cross division. I don't. Okay. I, I haven't studied the AAC we'll tiebreakers, to... but I did think about that, and I think that uh, Temp- uh, Cincinnati would advance because they would have the cro- their losses cross division. Yeah, looking at it really quick, it'd be a one and one. It'd be basically what the Mountain West could be if Utah State wins, where it's a one and one versus each other. So I disregard. Hey, we want chaos. Why not? Right. Hey, if we want to well, be, if we want to put a different podcast next week, let's have Temple in, and then we'll get to talking. <laughs> okay, hey, so this, I just want to put out a prediction out there. I think that SMU is going to lose to Navy, and Navy is going to come back into the rankings at twenty fifth. I think App State is going to win and move from twenty four. Wait, hold on, you said Navy twenty. Wait, Navy's going to win. Yeah, I think Navy's going to beat SMU, and then Navy will come back into the rankings with two losses at the twenty fifth. I don't know if they get ranked. They got crushed by Notre Dame. Okay, so yeah, so I think, but I think they because Cincinnati got crushed by Ohio State. That doesn't seem to be bothering. But that was like two months ago. They had (laughs) they've had time to build it back up. They've had time to build it back up. Like I could see Indiana getting ranked or something before Navy. Okay, so I I but I did okay. Well, I think SMU is going to lose to Navy. And um, I think App State's going to win, and I think they're going to move a couple spots. I think Boise State's going to beat Utah State. And move up one spot because I think either Cincinnati or Memphis will lose this weekend. I think it'll be status quo, unfortunately. Memphis and C Boise so? will win. I like we'll talk about this every week and I'll say it every time. What it's going to come down to, it's not gonna be fun, is the winner has to be two losses because I think that's part of your strength of schedule, it's part of your resume. If you have an extra loss and you here's the thing, if you're this close, like Let's just say next week it's seven, whatever it may be, it's one spot next to each other like it is now, 18, 19, 20. And say it's just whatever it may be, 17, 18, 19, whatever. It's just one spot, one after another. Since he beating Memphis, 
we'll maybe put a one team gap. You know what I mean? Like it might be like fifteen and then seventeen for Boise State for whatever team it is since you're Memphis. Right. And so you have that thing there, and the loser is going to drop. Like, would they? That's I. I know you got the schedule thing. That's what we want San Diego State to hopefully get ranked because they got a decent BYU team, a good Hawaii team this week, two bowl eligible teams they can beat to help them maybe get ranked. Like I could see San Diego State being ranked before before Navy again, possibly because they're ranked in one of the polls already. Utah or San Diego State. So, I think if it's even if it's a let's just say wait wait, can you just clarify? Could you clarify one thing? Do you think SMU is going to beat Navy? Do you think all five ranked teams will win? Mm. It's on the road. I think Navy's got it. I'm going to leave Navy on this one just because they're at home. The option offense is unique, and SMU is struggling on to stop anything. So I think it's going to be a SMU loss. I don't think Navy will be ranked, but SMU is going to be pretty much out of the picture. Okay, so you think you're going to be down to three teams with App State kind of hanging around on the outside, and mm-hmm. that's where we're going to be going into the last week of the year. Like, even All if, right, can we – Let me just wrap up okay. really quick. But what I'm saying is, like, say it's like a 14 – Cincy Memphis, 16 Boise State, 18 Cincy Memphis. I I still think the committee would pick Boise State over that two loss team if whatever loses the game comes back and wins. I just oh yeah I do I, I, I think that I think part so of it too. too fair or not it's why Alabama still five Boise has a better name which shouldn't account for anything but it will a little bit. I think if you got one loss you're going to be in there. I think compared to two loss, I think it has to be the case. No, I agree with you. All right, so what do you got? Oh, I just I know that you're going to talk about the Boise State Utah State game on your preview podcast, and if you guys aren't listening to that, you really should because it's a good way for whatever team you're rooting for to catch up on the rest of the conference. But I want to give you some of my thoughts for that game. No, perfect, perfect. Uh, we can like quick two or three minutes here. We also know I saw the tweet you liked. I sent out where Gary Anderson basically uh, we're not going to comment on Jordan Love, which is you know they got the uh, like I put in a tweet national secrets to protect it all. Well, I think, well, you know, looking at Utah State, first of all, Utah State's defense is not very good. I mean, so I think Boise State, whoever their quarterback is, I think they're going to they're gonna be able to put up points, and I don't think Utah State, I don't Excuse think Excuse me, is gonna Eric play. Munoz would like to have a word with you. <laughs> okay, I mean, but intercepting Tyler Vanderwall, I think Tyler Vanderwall would not be a top three quarterback at Boise State. Dude, he wouldn't be a top three quarterback anywhere. He threw way more times than he needed to. For a close game, like we talked about in the recap, he would either 38, 28 times. He should be throwing like fifteen. Right, he's he should not be doing anything. So, um, Eric Mino's good, good player, but um, I think and plus, Wyoming either they don't well, they definitely don't have the athletes that Boise State has as the wide receivers. I mean, trying to cover. I mean, I don't know who he was covering or what Vanderwall was doing because I wasn't really watching that game. Um, uh, because, what was I watching? I was watching some of the football game. He had a ton of yards, uh, but, though, um, which was kind of surprising. Which, like, he's kind of throwing it. He, I don't remember who it was either. I don't know their names because they never throw the ball. But they threw yeah. enough, and he, like, yes, yeah, percentage was wasn't great, but he was getting enough yards on the throws he was having, which is kind of surprising. Okay, well, statistically, I, I don't think their defense is that good. So I think Boise State's going to put some points. Um, we saw some of the local media, Dave Southern and BJ Reigns, putting out some video of Chase Court throwing the ball. There was one video of Hank Bachmeyer throwing the ball. So I don't know. Nobody knows what that means. Was it 8-millimeter film? Was it like 8-millimeter film clicking? <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it, there was one video that that put, that they put out where Chase Court and Jalen Henderson were throwing the ball, and – Hank Bachmeyer dropped back and didn't have a ball but went through the motion. So that wasn't encouraging. But then 
there was another video that was put out with Hank Bachmeyer throwing a nice little out route. So um, I don't know. I don't know if Bachmeyer is going to play, but I think Chase Cord is going to play. And um, because nobody knows what's going on with Chase Cord, he played the entire Wyoming game. Um, he did take some hits, but no update was given. Jalen Henderson, I don't know if you know this, Jalen Henderson, after the New Mexico game, came out and said that Brian Harson told him on Sunday, the day after the Wyoming game, that he was going to start and play the majority of the New Mexico game. So no one knows mm. if that was because it was senior day, if that was gamesmanship to keep Chase Court under locks and give um, Gary Anderson three quarterbacks to prepare for, or if Chase Court was injured. There's really... Nobody really knows what's going on with the Boise State quarterback situation, but they all dressed, right? I think Chase Court's going to play. They all dressed, right? Well, they all dressed, but Hank Bachmeyer's dressed now in two games when they said that he had no chance of going on the field. So, well, yeah, because the game <laughs> after he was, I just because sometimes that can lead to because what I when I see that, here's the thing: there's zero chance Boise State was going into that game last week with only one quarterback. If if something happened to Jalen <laughs> Henderson, only... you know what I mean? Like they were like, <laughs> no. scholarship quarterbacks, I should say. There was zero chance. If something unfortunate were to happen to Jalen Henderson, whether like not just oh helmet came off, we got to come out for a play, they would have stuck. Who knows back there, wildcat or just you know what I mean, just done something one play, get him back in there. There was zero chance one one of those two guys was healthy enough to play because there's no way they would go into a game with one quarterback who's healthy and that's it. One of those two guys is healthy enough to play. You, Has to. You know what's crazy is that neither Hank Bachmann or Chase Court took one warm up throw before New Mexico. It was um. It was Jalen Henderson, uh, walk-on redshirt freshman Zach Matlock, who will probably play zero games in his Boise State career. He might he might get a few snaps in on senior day. And um, redshirt freshman Riley Smith has been moved to tight end, but he apparently did take a few practice throws, but was mostly with the tight end. So nobody really knew what was going to happen if Jalen Henderson got hurt or something happened, or even, even if he lost his helmet. That would have been. That would have been kind of interesting if Jalen Henderson lost his helmet because then he would have to go out for a play. They would have stuck in John Hightower probably. You know what I mean? Hightower would probably take a snap there. Oh, right, right. That probably would make the most sense. Just put John Hightower and Khalil Shakir yeah. out there. Um, the two, uh, but, um, they got to play for yeah, last <laughs> It was interesting because only two quarterbacks were going through the warrant motions and Hank Bachmeyer and Chase Cord were dressed but just standing on the sidelines. Two things with that. They're playing in Mexico so they can do that. That's part right. of it. So that's why you, right. mentioned, you said... I thought Bachmeyer should, if he's healthy, give him a little bit of live reps just to see. But, and whatever, that didn't happen. Jalen Henderson was fine. They didn't need him. But I kind of thought, well, if he's going to play, especially Utah State, we're not dealing with New Mexico this weekend. Boise State, or not we, you know what I mean? That team is not dealing with a push. Sorry, Lobos fans, Roger, you know how it is. They're, come on, they're a pushover <laughs> team at the moment. <laughs> I'm being real here. So Utah State, like you say our defense is not good. I disagree. It's not as good as it was last year. They don't have David Woodward. It's not bad. It's not elite, but it's still well above average, and they'll be fu- they'll be fine versus Boise State. Here's the thing too: if it's Chase Cord, I'm giving maybe Utah State the edge. If he's a starter, I might say I might I could change my pick and say Aggies win if it's Chase Cord. He's looked erratic. He no, my pick right now is Boise State. Once read one because we don't know the information. With the information, I think it's going to happen. It's going to be Hank Bachmeyer, Brian Harson, just getting completely healthy for the one game that really matters. Which is this game because if they win, they're in the title game. If they lose, they still probably are, but it's not completely in their control to determine that. So I think they're just waiting for them to be fully healthy. Just screw with everybody, like every coach tries to do. They think they're super smart and they're some genius. It's like, dude, get over yourself, relax. You know, X's and O's. You're a smart guy, but you're not the smartest guy in the room everywhere you go. So, but my point being, 
Can, can I ask you this? Because so you you probably seen a lot more Jordan Love than I have. Mm-hmm. Um, oh boy, what's going on with him? Is, is he is this production dropped because of the coaching change, um, um, the loss of his tight end and some other players, or has he just regressed, or is it a combination of all three? Um, it's a, a combination of a lot of things. New coaching staff, which going from offensive coach to defensive coach, despite having Mike Sanford there, but it's still not having David Yost. Clearly, um, a ton of talent's gone. His whole line, which it is, we shouldn't be talking about this this week, but it's happened throughout the year, and so it's a it's a theme. He's made like watch the Wyoming game. That defense is really good. He made some really nice throws, which that's what people are saying to me. Like, oh, he makes great throws, but what I've seen the specific play, which Boise State will run this defense twice versus BYU and once versus Wyoming. One of the picks versus Wyoming was kind of a it was an extremely athletic play where the defensive lineman got up and tipped the ball just enough, and it, he caught himself. That's so like. That's not really on Jordan Love too much as a bad throw. It's just a guy made a great play to tip it and catch it. But the same picks I've seen has been when it's his own coverage and linebackers drop back and just stood in front of the pass and jumped and caught it. Twice versus Boise State, mm. once versus Wyoming. I Maybe there's other times I haven't paid that close attention on every play. But he's had some bad picks. But I honestly think he's gotten a little bit worse because going back to last year, whenever he's played a team that's pretty good on defense – he hasn't played well. Like Wyoming last year, Wyoming this year was just okay. Playing LSU, I don't count account for. Wake Forest did okay. He moved the ball, but he had like three picks, I think. Red zone miscues. It's a combination of a lot of things, but he could still make the good throws. But at this point in the year, we shouldn't be talking about him making dumb mistakes when he's a third-year starter. Like He That's should true. see the linebacker drop in either pump fake or force that linebacker to come to you and then throw it over the top, like a lob pass to the sideline when there's zone coverage to get that set, that room. But you can't throw that pass when he just jumps and catches it or dives and catches it or, or knocks it away or something when that guy just takes a step back when he's kind of in between. So he could still make the throws. He's just a bit more erratic than he has been. But it's a combination of everything. But if we're talking like the interception last week versus Wyoming, that one should not have happened. Like it wasn't like Logan Wilson, I think the guy who caught it, was doing some athletic play where he – came in for the rush, then jumped, came back. Like It wasn't like he made a great athletic play on his part to fool the quarterback where he's going to blitz and drops back and catch it. It was his own coverage. It was the exact same thing, the right side of the field. It was the exact same picks versus BYU and Wyoming. So it's just kind of been not great. He can make the plays, but I'm not confident saying he's that guy Like to be this amazing quarterback, which maybe it's just, I don't know. It's uh, It's a combination of things, and he's just not what he was last year, and it's, playing better teams and new staff, new players. But again, week 12, all that should be gone. He shouldn't – like, to be as effective as he was last year, this year, was if anybody said he'd be better, it's like, come on, you're kidding yourself. To have this drop-off, I would say, same thing. You're kidding yourself. He won't have ten. He won't have double-digit interceptions. He would probably have seven or eight. You know what I mean? Like, 25 and seven would have been acceptable, I think. But he's like, what, 15 touchdowns? Not He's, he's just not good. It's a combination of things. That's all I can say. But he still ha- – when he has it, he can have it. But – it's just not there every play or every series or every four series. <laughs> right, really yeah, quick, right um, now, 13 we, TDs, 14 picks. It's like, oh, geez. <laughs> to switch this back over to the Boise State time, I just want to wrap up on one thing about Chase Court because, like, when you do watch him, and um, there's obviously a difference between when Bachmeyer's playing and Court's playing. It's mostly the long ball. Bachmeyer has a really good long ball in Chase Court. Um, he obviously does have arm strength, but, um, you know, it just doesn't work as well 
it seems, with Chase Court. But if you look at the numbers, okay, Hank Bachmeyer, his completion percentage, and obviously he has a lot more attempts and more yards, but his completion percentage is 63.2. He's averaging 9.1 yards per play. He has nine touchdowns to four interceptions. Chase Cord has a 60% completion rate with nine touchdowns and three interceptions with only 7.1 per throw, and he's a much better rusher, averaging four yards a carry. So Chase Cord statistically has been pretty, has played pretty well. He just, you well, know, watching him play, he doesn't look good. Watching him play, he honestly doesn't look good at quarterback. Outside of the first game he came in, he had, to me he hasn't looked very good. Like maybe he hasn't looked as good as Hank Bachman. Maybe yeah, but. That's not as good, and that's not good enough for Boise. I guess it has been good enough, but I'm not not. You're, you're trying to convince me to take Utah State here, which I'm not. If core, <laughs> if core is to start, I'm just saying I give Utah State a much more a much better chance if it's Cord over Bachmeyer. I'm just saying that's what I what I've seen Cord play. He has not looked like Bachmeyer takes those hits when Cord scrambles and runs. It's like what am I doing? What am I doing? Oh, here's a throw. And Bachmeyer will sit in the pocket, take the hit, and have a better throw. Who would you take if Jalen Henderson were starting? Who? Um, Utah State. Okay, what about Jalen? Okay, what about Jalen Henderson and Chase Cord versus Utah State's backup? <laughs> That's a problem. I don't know. Uh, here's <laughs> here's one thing we do know: Henry Columbia played a ton last year, so he has that experience because Utah State was crushing folks last year. Um, if it's a uh, it's, it's if it's number two versus number three, I'd say it's a toss up. I have no clue. Like I, I would think be, that Utah State has no chance with their backup quarterback. Versus number three QB, if it's Cord versus yeah. Columbia, I would say Boise. If it's number two versus number three, here's the thing, man. You beat New Mexico. I don't give any credence of anything of beating New Mexico for a third string quarterback. Like, fine, he played well, which you expect to do. He played. Probably better than I thought he would against any team because it's his first start. It's the first extended time. But he's not playing New Mexico and Utah State. Different defenses, clearly. I would if it's a, if it's Henderson at all, I'm taking Utah State. If he's a starter and plays like plays the amount of carries last week or amount of snaps, I'm taking Utah State. If it's Cord, toss up a slightly in the Utah State, but not confident. Bachmeyer, Boise State, regardless. So you're, if you're it's core, well, let me rephrase it. Hold on. There's a number two. Hold on. Let me let me start off. Let me make it more clear. Bachmeyer, Boise State, regardless. If it's <laughs> Cord, uh, Jordan Love, slightly into Utah State. If it's Cord, Columbia, slightly in Boise State. Henderson at all, Utah State. Does that, does that make sense? Check this out. Is that good? Yeah, that makes sense. Sorry, I played that thing in the background. I didn't mean to hit that button. <laughs> so that's where I'm at. So. Uh, I, I think that's pretty good for the week. I think next week, I do think there's going to be an upset next week. I hope it's not Boise State. I don't think it will be. And I think next week will be a lot more fun. And, you know, there'll only be one week left, so there'll be a lot less variables. We promised a short today. podcast we failed, but hope you enjoyed our yeah. lie <laughs> this week. Because we got to talk Boise a little bit here and there with you on the show. Me and Matt will talk more about this um, Wednesday or Thursday TBD since some schedule just changed on my end. But thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. MWR.com is where you can find all of our stuff. We have a huge mega preview, probably up maybe at this point, depending when you hear this. It might be up. If not, it's up first thing Wednesday morning. Promise, everybody. I promise it'll be up first thing. It'll be there. Um, we have our college football playoff rankings, our big boys Utah State preview, other podcasts, other previews. We got uh, the border war. The bronze boot is on the line. You see what CSU is doing in the stadium? 
<laughs> we're blasting that stuff. <laughs> I did see that. We'll see how that goes. We got a bunch of games this week. Uh, yeah, just and we'll be back next Tuesday and subscribe anywhere you can find your podcast. We have a bunch more basketball coming up tomorrow. Uh, me and Andrew are doing some hoop stuff for the first time. Just keep keep it here. MWCR Twitter, you'll find it all. See you next week, folks. Or next time, I guess, depending on what show you're listening to.